With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back into the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM alongside Michael Lombardi out on the East Coast. I'm Stormy Bonatoni, live from Las Vegas at our downtown Las Vegas studio at Circa Resort and Casino. In about 30 minutes, we will have VSIN host and NFL analyst Mike Pritchard join the program, um, help us continue a lot of the off-season conversation that we've had in the NFL. We're going to look at some of the top free agents that are still remaining on the market. And Michael, last segment, we were discussing some of the teams who have had the best off-seasons to this point. And so the natural follow-up is certainly okay now. Who's had the worst? So as you were grading all of these teams out, what stood out to you about teams that, that weren't living up to expectations at this point? Well, most of the time, teams that have bad off-seasons are because they, they have such cap issues. For example, the Rams are a team that has one of the worst off-seasons because they're trapped, right? They can't do anything. They're, they're so prisoner to their past debt that they can't make anything come old. They have to trade Allen Robinson and pay $10 million to flop in the seventh round just to get, just to get cap room. Right. Mm -hmm. So th that's an issue. Same thing with Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's really kind of structured and trapped. They had to cut offensive linemen that moved Worf over to left tackle. The team that I found interesting are the, Ram are the Chargers because they did have cap room. Now, I know they have to sign Herbert to an extension, but, you know, they really didn't do anything other than sign Eric Kendricks to help their defense. I mean, they they're counting on, which is what I preached in the last block, they're counting on. They're younger players improving and taking a giant mother may I step up. They're also counting on health and durability. They're counting on Slater staying healthy at left tackle, which he didn't do last year. That's probably a good reason to count on that because typically offensive linemen have durability and they stay. They're counting on Zion Johnson, their rookie guard from Boston College last year, to improve. They're counting on Corey Lindsey to stay healthy. They're counting on Mike Williams to stay healthy. See, the Chargers have a good team, and they're counting on a lot of these guys to stay healthy. So they don't look like they have a good offseason. If they do stay healthy, do they have enough? Like for me – I would have signed a running back. I mean, the market's so cheap with running backs. I would have signed a big running back to go with Eckler. Mm -hmm. Now that we've got Eckler's contract, extend, not extended, but added bonuses to it, I would add another running back because I think he would help. And I would also try to help the defensive front because I'm not sure they are good enough up front. You know, I'm not sure they have enough girth in their defensive front to stop the run, 
especially considering teams ran the football right down their throat last year. Well, you're right, though. They do have the positive that they at least got Austin Eckler in a situation where he's happy enough to come back after saying that it would be a worst-case scenario for him to be in L.A. He's got the incentives in there. He's ready to work and ultimately get that next deal when he becomes a free agent this coming offseason. I don't remember when we were talking about the draft if you liked the Quinton Johnson pick. Do you, do you like him for their offense? Well, he's a vertical outside receiver. He's a limited route runner, but he's a big guy who could catch the ball. And they needed somebody to take, you know, when Mike Williams went down last year, it slowed their offense down tremendously because Keenan Allen's not an outside receiver. They had DeAndre Carter in the slot. They didn't really have anybody who could, oh, my gosh, we got to worry about the speed of this player on the outside. He fits their offense really well. So, you know, I think that will help them. But I was thinking they needed more of a defense. Look, they signed J.C. Jackson to a huge contract, whether he can come back and play off of a knee. When they signed J.C. Jackson, one of the things I said was the New England wasn't really sure that his knee injury was not going to be problematic, and it proved to be the case last year. Can he come back from that? Can he cover well enough? You know, last year he didn't cover well enough. So, I think to me, they've got a lot of question marks, but they're counting on the player development of the coach. They're counting on their offensive coaches and their defensive coaches to really make a difference in their team because they really haven't added a lot of faces, right? Mm -hmm. Kendricks is the only guy. Can can really, can, can Khalil Mack play at a high level? Are they going to get that out of him? Can Joey Bosa stay healthy? I think those are really fair questions. Yeah, and especially for a team that's playing in a division that we expect to be competitive and needs to take steps forward. A, a win total set at 9.5. They need to get double-digit wins. Uh, and a team that lost in the postseason with the fashion that they did against the Jacksonville Jaguars, they don't want to hear that they're taking steps backward. Let's talk about that Jacksonville team, though, because they're also on yeah. your list as teams with the worst off-seasons. Well, you know, again, they're a young team. They're counting on their young, their coaches to develop this young team, and they really didn't do a lot to kind of improve their team. I think the Calvin Ridley thing was huge, but they did yeah. that last year. They didn't do that this year. He comes in their offseason. I think that's going to help them tremendously. It gives them that other receiver to go with them. But I'm concerned about their offensive line. You know, they lose Cam Robinson. They're able, they, they have to draft Harrison. They've got to get him on the field. Walker Little played right tackle. Are they going to have enough depth in the offensive line to do what they need to do? And are they good enough at tight end? I mean, we call Ingram a tight end, but he's really not. He's an outside, he's an inside receiver. And then defensively, I think that's got to be the question mark. Can they get these players to play at a high level? Can they improve? I mean, Devin Lloyd last year, first-round pick, started well. They benched him, then they put him back in the game. they got to get him to play at a very high level. A lot of things with the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to come down to player development. Can they improve this team with the young talent that they have? Are they going to be able to add other players? I mean, I love Jermichael Hasty. Is Bigsby going to be able to replace him as the second back to ATN? We'll see. But that, to me, is the concern. And then they did knock off one of the things that always bothered me last year was, you know, they tra they, they signed Brendan McManus, the kicker from Denver, who got cut for salary cap. I think that's a huge get for Jacksonville because I really never trusted that kicking situation last year. So a team that clearly you have a lot of questions about coming into next season, but another one with higher expectations of 10 and a half, game win total coming into this season. They are an odds-on favorite to win their division, and, and the rest of the division is shown to be relatively poor. But do you think that they will answer some of those questions and play up to the expectations or no? I think it remains to be seen. Look, they were so inconsistent last year. They didn't start well. They finished well. Did they finish well? 
Well, they finished the second half against the Chargers well, but they were getting blown out in the first half, and then they went to Kansas City. And that really, when you watch the tape of that, that wasn't a game. They're not there yet, right? And I think the South will be a little bit more competitive than it was last year. I think their offense can be really dynamic. With Ridley playing, if he plays to the level that he played last two, three years ago, before he had the depression issue, right? Mm-hmm. You know, remember, he missed a lot of time in Atlanta because of depression. But then he got suspended for, for betting. So he's really been out of football for almost two years. So they got to get him up to speed uh, and get him faster. I I love their offensive skill. I worry about their line, and I worry about their defense. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, last year at the end of the year, they were fortunate to win some of those games down the stretch. Can they be that fortunate? The schedule's going to toughen up on them a little bit. All of the uh, reports, at least, about Calvin Ridley is that he seems really, really motivated, excited to be out there. So he could be a potentially huge boom should he live up to his potential and like the type of player we know that he can be in this Jaguars offense. The Green Bay Packers, uh, we talked about the Jets being one of the best off seasons. On the flip side, the Packers ripped the Band-Aid, moving on from Aaron Rodgers, which seemed like a a necessary evil for them to move on to. Jordan Love's going to be the quarterback of the future now, but what else concerns you against this Packers team? Well, Packers did very little in free agency. Again, this is going to be, we got to get healthy, right? We got to get healthy. Are they going to be good enough at right tackle? You know, are they going to be able to handle that situation? You know, is Bakahari going to be able to play left tackle and stay healthy? I mean, they did really nothing other than what they do in the draft. They really made no moves to kind of improve their football team because, I mean, you know, they, they, they rely so much on the draft. They rely so much on young players coming in. And when you do that, You've got to be really good up. You've got to be really good in player development, and we'll see. It's easy to develop younger players when you have the great Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, but now they don't have either one of those players. It's going to be a challenge to me, and so they're offseason, but their mindset is always about player development. It's never about signing veteran free agents. That's not who they are. You know, I mean, think about this, Stormy. There was a time where – Marshawn Lynch, when he was in Buffalo, he wanted to get traded to Green Bay. I mean, there was there was a need, and Ted Thompson just, you know, that's not who they are. And so a lot of the guys that worked in Green Bay at the time, I remember talking to them, and, like, they had a chance to trade for him. They turned it down. John Snyder ends up trading for him, and Seattle ends up really helping their team. But I think, to me, their mindset in Green Bay isn't to go on to free agency. They want to develop young players. Now they got a young quarterback. I worry about their team being too young. Mm-hmm. The worst thing you want to be in football is too old and too young. I think they're too young. I think they have way too many young players and not enough veterans to help lead the way. Yeah, quarterback with very limited starting experience. The receivers that are going to be going out for him, all very, very youthful, a couple of them in their second year. And you look even in the draft, it seemed like they really targeted a few positions and used them for multiple selections, specifically in the defensive line, trying to bolster that area. Lucas Van Ness, Colby Wooden, Carl Brooks, same thing with receiver and the guys that they grabbed in tight end. So, We'll see how that development ends up playing out. But I think this first year with Jordan Love at QB and without Aaron Rodgers in the fold might be a little bit of an uphill battle. Why they are the yeah, longest especially shot. Especially the first the half of the season. Yeah. I, I think the first half of the season is going to be Green Bay. It's going to be hard to get this together. New tight ends, new receivers, new quarterback, you know, new system. The game's moving really fast. I, I you know, I think it's going to be a hard one. And plus, we know this. I mean, LaFleur is a disaster opening day coach. He's gotten beaten both opening days, and it's not been close. Plus, we just don't know how good of a coach he 
really is. So I, yeah. I think that it's going to be a big test, not only for this young team, but a younger head coach trying to figure out his identity without an MVP quarterback. So um, we only have about a minute left here, but the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you don't like the Baker Mayfield move. I know that much at least. <laughs> well, I mean, who does, right? <laughs> Other than Mrs. Mayfield and, 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 and everybody else. Go. I mean, look, I mean, I, a lot of this is salary cap too, right? They had to dump a guys, a lot of guys off. They have no cap room whatsoever. They're kind of they're paying a price for going all in. And the price isn't going to end. They've got some good players on their team, but they've kind of the offensive line, which was not good last year, they're kind of reconstructing that this year. It's going to be a challenge for them. It's going to be a hard year for Todd Bowles. Well, and it's interesting that two of the teams on this list each did win a Super Bowl in the last handful of years. And you said right. you used the perfect word, paid the price, right? And so now this is what you have to deal with moving forward. We talked a lot this week about DeAndre Hopkins and potential landing spots after his release from the Arizona Cardinals. But who else is still on the open market? Michael and I are going to get some thoughts on the top remaining free agents next. And Mike Pritchard will help us continue that conversation a little bit later. Don't go anywhere. This is the Lombardi Line. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com and check out the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving for every game? The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes. You can see changes in all of the action. Find out where the public's betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits, another way VSIN's here to make you a more informed, better year round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. We told you earlier, as it pertains to tonight's Miami Heat Boston Celtics game seven, the majority of the money on the spread coming in on those Miami Heat. We'll see if they can keep it close and keep it within and the first the seven half, and a half, too, Stormy. Yep. I thought that was interesting. I thought a lot of, you know, Thomas Gable saying that people are betting that first half, which is not a common play. You know, everybody either goes total or spread, you know, and that first half, if you think Miami has enough juice to hang in there, you know, it's a good play. Get four and a half. Yeah, and especially with the game spread being seven and a half, you can get four from four and a half in the first half. It's a little bit of value there sitting on 
that yep. number. We'll give our final thoughts on Game 7 and Game 6 for the Vegas Golden Knights and Dallas Stars at the end of the hour. But for now, let's stick to the NFL, Michael, because we've talked a lot this week after DeAndre Hopkins was released this past Friday. He's the latest addition to this free agency market. But there's still a number of players out there that just yeah. kind of sitting, waiting in the wings, trying to figure out what the future may hold. One name that is uh, among the bigger ones out there is certainly Ezekiel Elliott, former running back for the Dallas Cowboys, trying to figure out what life is going to be like in the league as a number two since Tony Pollard kind of supplanted him there in Dallas. Haven't heard much in terms of rumored interest for him. What have you heard? Not a lot. And I think this is a bad time to be a running back. I mean, I'm waiting for Dalvin Cook to go somewhere, right? I'm waiting for some team to pull the trigger on Dalvin Cook, who my, Minnesota claims they, they want to get rid of for salary cap. You know, if you're Zeke and, you know, as I mentioned in the last block, the Chargers really need a pounder. They need a big back. And Kellen Moore, joystick, is their offensive coordinator. And so, you know, he's been around Zeke. He knows what Zeke brings to the table. Now, Zeke brings toughness. Zeke works hard. Zeke is not a guy that just takes this lightly. Like, just because his skill set isn't the same, it isn't because he's not trying. I mean, it's important to Zeke. Football's mm -hmm. important to Zeke. But it's just not the burst and the acceleration isn't there. And that Kellen Moore's not after him tells me something. Like, if I were the Chargers GM, Zeke and, T and Kareem Hunt would be two guys that I would really want to take a look at. Kareem Hunt more than Zeke, because I think Kareem Hunt has more game left in his body than Zeke does. I worry about Zeke being at the end. But to me, that's the perfect element. The problem why these guys are free agents, Stormy, is it really comes down to money. Mm -hmm. The contract being offered isn't anywhere near what they want, or else they would have taken it. Or And so what they're trying to do here, instead of going into OTAs, instead of going in, they're just going to wait it out and wait for an injury. Wait for a team to realize, you know, we could really use Frank Clark coming off the edge. Okay, you can? We're going to cost you X, Y, and Z. Or we could really use Marcus Peters. He, the Raiders brought him in for a physical. You know, we know who he is. We know where his skill set is. Do we really need him? And we know how much it costs. So I think that's kind of the mindset. The agents have – this is the toughest job of the year for the agents because they have to convince the players there's no market mm -hmm. or there's a very little market. Well, and we saw that you talk about the Chargers in general and the whole Austin Eckler situation. He wanted to test the waters, but there wasn't really anything out there for him. So he ends up staying put with the Chargers and taking that incentives route. But for Zeke, it's a different role for him. And he already got paid. So now you have be able to manage expectations a little bit for what's going to happen there. But I think that's an interesting conversation topic for this phase of the offseason in free agency. How how does a, a front office need to be approaching these types of things? Is it let's get to training camp or let's just see if anybody gets injured to see if we need to make an addition? Or are teams still oh. very openly vetting these players trying to figure out what they can finagle and work out? I think the smart team, Stormy, they spend a lot of time studying what they have and they place players in a couple categories. I think this guy with more reps can really help us. I think this guy needs year off. I think this guy's probably not going to help us until 24. And so how do we bridge that? What you don't want to do is bring in guys with Parcells would say stops progress. You bring in a guy that's really not a good player anymore, but he knows what to do, but you have a really good young player that, that he stops the progress of that young player. That young player can't get enough reps. I said this today on the podcast. What I think people don't understand about the NFL is it's a mathematical problem, especially training camp. You have X amount of time, you have X amount of plays, and you have so many players. And who's getting the reps? 
Who controls reps, right? That's the head coach's job when he was a true head coach. Look, I really want to work this guy at right tackle. I want him to get all the second team reps. We got to get him ready or we got to know what we have here, right? I want this guy to play. I want that guy to get reps. And that's how you have to do it. But once you realize you need something or the guy isn't ready to help you this year, then you've got to make an adjustment and you've got to add a player to fill the gap for one year. The Redskins, uh, excuse me, the Washington football team under the great Joe Gibbs perfected this better than anyone. In fact, we learned it from Joe Gibbs. Joe Gibbs had, back in the day, you would be able to put guys on injured reserve. And, and most teams fluffed that. You know, it was a four-week injury, six uh, – Put them on IR, you kind of stash the player for next year. So what Washington would do is they would take some of their young players, put them on IR, the owner had no problem paying them, and they would sign a veteran for a year. And then the rookies would come along. And so they had this player development program that was perfectly in tune to their team. They weren't too old. They weren't too young. Yeah, it's a really interesting concept. Very, very smart and creative way to manage things, especially like with the cap constraints that you certainly have at this point in the year. As far as the running backs go, okay, we have Zeke, Kareem Hunt, Leonard Fournette all out there on the market. Wide receivers, DeAndre Hopkins, Jarvis Landry, um, another guy that he's going to have to get adjusted to a different type of a role, right? Things didn't pan out for him in New Orleans. He's going to be a wide receiver three somewhere if there's a need, right? Yeah, I mean, that's the key part. When you bring these guys in, you got to sit them down and say, look, you know, here's the role you have. Here's what we're willing to pay for that role. If that's not something you're comfortable with, then we don't want you. Like, there's just that we can't take somebody on and promise them. Now, if you out, if you play better than what we think you're going to play, we'll expand your role. But if you're Jarvis Landry and you know that you're going into a team, we're going to let you compete for the inside slot receiver. That's who you are. Okay. If you're in Dake, right? You know, this is what is what he's had. How many teams? Jacksonville, Minnesota, Baltimore, uh, yeah. the Raiders. Five and now, teams he's had five in seven teams years. In three yeah. years. Yeah, like at some point, you're going to have to stop running up the field and turn speed to power, or else you're going to go on your 12th team before it's all over. <laughs> so you just have to have honest conversations with them. With Yannick Ngakwe, is stopping the run the thing that really keeps teams off of him? No, no, it's 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 running up the field. Running, the worst place to be in football is past the quarterback. He's yet to turn and run that way. And this guy makes a living at it. He just rushes speed outside. And if the other end on the other side of him is good and he can rush inside, then it helps in Dockway. But when he does it and he's run past the quarterback, it becomes a 10 on 11 game. The offense now has 11 players. The defense has 10. So, And yet everybody who signs him, I can remember talking to a friend of mine who, who, who took him in Baltimore, and I said, are you going to have that conversation with him? And, yeah, well, they – and then when he went to Indy, are you going to have that conversation with him? Because it's not going to work if you don't have that conversation. And even though when you do, it still doesn't work. There are a few edge rushers on this list here. In addition to Ngakwe, you got Leonard Floyd, Jadavian Clowney, who obviously inconsistent in his career, had an ugly ending there with Cleveland. Frank Clark, who just cap Chiefs couldn't keep him there. Um, who's the most attractive of that bunch to you? Is it Clark? I think it is. I know. I think it's Floyd. I okay. think Floyd offers more. He's got a little. I mean, Clark's still a good player. There's some off the field issues that is the reason why Seattle traded him. Now Kansas City did a great job of managing him, and he played within the system. Connie, to me, is the other part about signing veterans. Right? It's what we talked about with Randall Cobb. If you sign one of these veterans and you give them money, you're guaranteeing them a roster spot on your team, and uh, because 
once they are on your roster on Saturday before the opening game, you guarantee their salary for the entire year. And now you're stuck. You can't move anywhere. So teams, especially like a guy like Clowney, are we sure we're going to take that liability on? He's had injury issues. Here, where are we going to go with that? And what's the role? Will we be better off playing somebody else than signing Leonard Fournette, who's only going to run the ball? Will we be better off signing a cheaper guy? This is A lot of this is cap also aversion, too. And for a guy like Clowney, he's just had highs and lows that have been kind of wonky, right? Like he has nine sacks, 32 quarterback pressures, and 11 tackles for loss just two years ago, but then five sacks combined in 19, 20, and 22. It's just like which version of this guy are you going to get? I mean, well, a lot of it is – it's not really his fault. It's his shoulder. Health. It's his knee. Yeah. He's got – he can't practice. You know, it's hard. You know, if you don't practice, it's hard. Like Hopkins, we had Bob on yesterday. He talked about Hopkins never practicing on Wednesday. He got to take care of his body. That's a hard thing to do. You got a young team, and you're trying to get the young team to practice hard, and yet you got a veteran who can't practice. This just goes back to that conversation. We're too young, too old. Well, we've got a veteran who can practice and perform in Mike Pritchard, who's yes. going to join us. Coming up next, we'll continue this conversation, not only with free agency, but who Pritch has thought had good or poor off-seasons and is looking to fade or buy in on coming up in this 2023-24 NFL season. Don't go anywhere. More Lombardi line ahead on VEASAN. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today and get a daily email recapping all of the best bets from our show hosts and guests. You'll also get unlimited access to the vsin.com slash picks page where you can sort picks by sport, matchup, event date, and more. Check out the top VSIN experts leaderboard where you can view betting records, profit, and ROI. See which VSIN expert has the hot hand for VSIN Pro picks, betting splits, power ratings. Plus 24-7 video access. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. You can sign up now. There's $9.99 at vsin.com slash subscribe. A big theme here today on the Lombardi line is the thought that we've officially crossed the halfway park mark of this NFL offseason, meaning more days have passed officially since Super Bowl 57 than are left remaining ahead of kickoff for week one coming up in September. Very, very exciting. With that, we've been grading NFL offseasons, taking a look at some of the different free agents that are available on the market still in the NFL and help us further the conversation. We bring in VEASAN host and NFL analyst, former NFL wide receiver Mike Pritchard. You'll see him on the show again tomorrow as well alongside me here on the desk. Pritch, how are you today? Welcome in. Stormy, Michael, I'm great. Stormy is always about the front windshield and never the rearview mirror when it comes to the National <laughs> Football League. So always looking forward. Certainly we are. And um, I couldn't help but notice looking at my handy dandy rundown here that you are a hater on the bottom half of the NFC West. You do not think there have been good off seasons for the Arizona Cardinals and Rams. No, you know, it's, there's a long list of, of issues, I, I think, going on with Arizona. We'll start right there. I mean, the, the Cardinals... Um, some organizations or franchises, they just don't know how to operate. And so uh, I, I've watched the Cardinals. I competed against the Cardinals. I've studied the Cardinals. And I don't know why they can't get it right. Or or just uh, I'm just reserved to the fact that they don't know how to get it right. And, and so from a betting standpoint, I, I think I have an edge there. Like at some point during the year, it's going to fall apart for the Cardinals, right? 
Now, the other side of that, though, is if they are competitive in the locker room, if they are fighting, if, if they are, uh, you know, uh, defying the odds and the fact that their odds are stacked against them and, and they're coming on and playing better than anybody expects them to, then then you can be able to notice that, too, and, and be able to bet uh, accordingly that way. But uh, this is an organization that chased quarterbacks with Rosen and then Kyler Murray and uh, you you cater your offense, you cater your team behind C- Cliff Kingsbury, and now you don't have a GM. Now you're starting all over. Uh, it's the same. It's more of the same for the Cardinals, and they can't get out of their own way. And function after dysfunction, and I I, I have to bet against that. Uh, I, that's written down in uh, in ink, uh, and and I'm highlighting and circling it every single year when it comes to betting the Cardinals. They just don't know how to get it right. I, I agree. And and so, like, let's talk about if you were Survivor in Survivor, would you take Washington mm-hmm. against Arizona in the opener, Mike? I would assume you would, right? Well, there's so many unknowns with Washington, too, you know, Michael. Um, I, and if I'm going to use Washington uh, from a Survivor standpoint, it, it's going to be against a team like the Cardinals. First of all, I'll be attracted to that. <laughs> uh, but but I, I think there's so many unknowns uh, with the Washington football team right now that if I can get a read on them, certainly through preseason uh, and then through the preseason games into the regular season, absolutely. I, I, I would target the Cardinals, their opponent, each and every week when it comes to a Survivor situation. For inquiring minds, the Washington Commanders are an early six-point favorite hosting the Cardinals in that game. Total 40 and a half. So there you go. I love that we have these numbers already, and it's May. Um, Okay, so we've talked about the worst and who you have there with Arizona and L.A. How about the best? Is there a team that you think really, really did an excellent job, at least at this point here in the offseason? Well, there's several teams. I mean, I think Miami, you know, the headliner was Ramsey, of course, but I I think they've quietly, you know, trading for Bradley Chubb. We'll see if he can resurrect what he was his rookie year. But I I think from a defensive front standpoint, uh, they they can be potent. And and to me, the wild card is Vic Fangio. I've been um, a fan of Vic Fangio for several years, but I competed against Vic Fangio uh, and that dome patrol defense that he had or certainly was a part of uh, with the linebacker and crew. Uh, along with uh, Capers and his secondary crew uh, on that Mora staff. Uh, and that that defense was phenomenal. And so, uh, so many years later, decades later, Vic Fangio is still uh, all over this league from a footprint standpoint because everybody's running that 4-2-5 scheme. And I think Vic Fangio has perfected it. So that, to me, is really going to help Miami, uh, I believe, defensively. But the team, to me, that had the best offseason so far uh, at the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, they they just reloaded Orlando Brown. He's back in a division in which he's most familiar. Uh, you got Leo Collins, and certainly you have another tackle that you can uh, swing in there as well. I, I think they solidified their offensive line, uh, and therefore defensively, Lou Anarumo as well, coming back and not taking a head coaching job somewhere else. I, I think they're poised for a Super Bowl run, and also I think they're poised to do something special this year as well. Yeah, I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head. I I tend to think we don't put enough attention on the coaches that are going to add to the offseason too, right? You know, and and sometimes it's not like – let's take an example, James Campen, who who left Houston last year and went down to Carolina. Nobody made much about it. But all of a sudden, Carolina can run the football and their offensive line play better. I I think there's some of that, right? I think Jim Schwartz in Cleveland will be really help the Browns a lot defensively. I think that's huge. I think I think you're right. Vic Fangio in Miami is going to be a huge help for them. And I think we don't put enough attention and focus on that. Same thing with Bill O'Brien in New England. 
Yeah, I think as betters, I mean, we, we certainly need to um, follow those because that's it's all about the fit. Um, uh, and, you know, because, you know, Michael, I, I, I've been talking about this story. I've been talking about this. I, I think as a player, there's there's an immense amount of talent in the league. Each and every year there's a draft and you're drafting the best players and, and the best prospects and whatever, whatever they develop into, we'll, we'll see how that plays out. Uh, but when you have a team in, in which you have a, a group of talented players and coaches and there's a distinct fit, uh, then that's when it starts to work. That's when you start to see a cohesive locker room. You start to hear all the great things uh, that you hear from a team and an organization. I mean, Kansas City is a p- prime example uh, of what has taken place right now uh, in the National Football League with a team that has the, a tremendous fit, not only through with the coaches, but also with the players. So fit, I think, is a great word as we transition to some of the players that are available on the free agent market right now. And the biggest name recently added just this past Friday DeAndre Hopkins leaving the Arizona Cardinals. He's released from the team and now just trying to figure out what's next for him. We know that he has a few teams that are on his wish list, but where do you think could be the best fit for him and him, of course, knowing that he's going to have to do so at a discount? Yeah, discount because the front windshield, right? You know, in the rear view, uh, he's getting paid from somebody because he's a phenomenal player, perhaps a Hall of Famer. We'll see. But um, that front windshield, uh, it gets very, very interesting. You know, um, will he team back up with, you know, Deshaun Watson out there in Cleveland? That that, that could be something uh, to take a look at. Um, I, I couldn't really tell you, Stormy, where where he's going to end up, because I know he wants to be a part of a winning situation. Uh, but now you got salary cap and, and OK, how are we going to structure a contract uh, for this guy who at this point in his career, uh, he's a decent number one. He's not a Jamar Chase number one or or Justin Jefferson or somebody like that, but an okay number one, but perhaps a really consistent number two. Uh, and, and so if that can fit uh, with the right uh, mix up on offense or, or matchup or continuity, if you will, or, or familiarity, uh, then that can turn into a good thing. So I'm eyeing those kind of situations for D hop right now. How, how about the Falcons? I know you're high on them. Ryan Nielsen takes yeah. over for Dean Peace as defense coordinator. They, they they sign a bunch of guys in the defensive front, all of them over 30, but they add some good players in the back. Jesse Bates, they trade for Okuda from the Lions. What are your thoughts? I love what Atlanta's doing, Michael. I mean, it, it reminds me of what Holmgren did uh, when he came to Seattle. And so we, we had a veteran group defend, defenders, you know, Cortez Kennedy's, all these legendary players, uh, and we had a young quarterback in John Kitna that nobody knew anything about, but uh, he surrounded John Kitna, you know, with, with Joey Galloway, myself, and Ricky Waters, and Christian Fourier. I mean, we, we had a lot of great players around John Kitna to help him out, um, and so we went on to a playoff run. I actually won the division that year, so um, I, I think Atlanta, they can win two more games. They won seven last year. I, I think Cordell Patterson now in a more familiar role as a special teams guy and, uh, and certainly, uh, you know, a change of pace guy offensively. They got so many weapons on that offense. And I think I love the experience uh, that they have accumulated defensively. Now they got to make it work. All those old guys on defense, they got to stay healthy. Uh, but if they can, uh, I think the Falcons can have a, a pretty decent year this year. Looking at 10 wins, perhaps for that team. We've only got about 40 seconds left here, Pritch, but as far as Desmond Ritter goes, what's your level of confidence in him being able to move the football downfield? Well, Stormy, it's like, you know, you surround that player with so many premium players around him. Uh, it, it's going to be hard for him to make a ton of mistakes and, and try to win the game himself yeah. uh, or, or try to have too much pressure. 
I mean, you look out, you got Pitts, you got London, you got B. John Robinson, you got Cordell Patterson, you got Algiers. It's going to be hard for a quarterback like that to to mess it up. Uh, and so uh, I'm looking for him to, you know, if he's steady, if he's a, a game manager even, uh, I think Atlanta can still surprise a lot of people this year. I like that, though. No excuses for Desmond Ritter coming into year two. Thanks, Pritch. Thank you. Thanks, Pritch. Great job. You. Appreciate Thank you. you. And we will okay. see Mike Pritcher right back here on the desk on the Lombardi line tomorrow afternoon. You won't want to miss it. We're going to take a quick break. Wrapping things up here, though. Final thoughts on tonight's Game 7 and Game 6 as well. Don't forget about that hockey, Michael. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Plus, if you're planning a trip to Vegas, remember, you can also convert those BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip or nationwide. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards eligibility restrictions. Apply, bet MGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager new and existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as is non withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Stormy Bonantoni and Michael Lombardi with you here on the Lombardi line. Wrapping things up today. Time to. Get back to Game 7 coming up tonight between the let, Miami Heat the and Boston Celtics. Let's set the stage before we get there, Let's Stormy. do it. Let, let, we got to set the stage. Okay, so what time What time does the hockey game start? Oh, 5.30 Pacific, 8.30 Eastern. And the NBA and starts the a NBA half an hour game before. Starts at, uh, the NBA is not starting until 9 tonight? Or is it back? I thought it's one of them starts a half an hour before the other. I thought that it was the hockey game is at 5, excuse me, and then the okay, NBA game good. is at 5.30. 
All right, so we got two TVs it. going. In, where, where are we watching? What are we doing? Give me the rundown yes. here. So I'm not letting Rich Bonantoni, my father, cause another dinner reservation problem for me tonight. So I will be watching from my couch, and I've got the three TV set up, so I'll have the NBA game on the main screen and then the hockey game on the side. Or I might flip-flop it depending on where things are at. But because I know that we like talking so much more NBA on this program, I got to listen to some more of the audio for the NBA game. How about you? Oh, well, yeah, don't do it for me now. Do it with your heart. I mean, we could always catch up. Now, let me ask you this. What's on the third TV up there? Random baseball, probably. Or, (laughs) you know, know, it's just something to keep me in the know a little bit. Michael, where are you going to be watching the game from tonight? I'll probably be home. Uh... You know, and I only have one TV to watch. I'm not like you. I don't have those. I usually oh, just have on. the one. I have the one game on. I'll have that game on at 8.30. I probably won't turn it on until 8.30. Is it TNT tonight? Yes, it is TNT tonight. So I'll, I'll listen to the – I like Barkley and the boys in the pregame yeah. show, so I'll, I'll humor myself at 8. But, that you know, I'll usually uh, – right now I'm so immersed in this uh, – documentary about Robert Caro and Robert Gottlieb that I've kind of can't get off that. So yeah. I'll watch that up until the point where I, I, I can start watching something else. I watched a great Tom Petty documentary last night. So I was into that too. There you go. I'm surprised you watch anything other than a Bruce Springsteen documentary, but I'm well, impressed. I, it's, it's funny. You, there's not a lot of Springsteen documentaries to watch. I've read a lot of books, but I've been reading a book about Tom Petty. So I wanted to watch this documentary of him and the guy who wrote the Petty book also wrote the Springsteen book who I've become friends with and he's been I had him on the podcast this week Warren Zanes who was tremendous so it's good it's been fun that's awesome and good plug by the way reminder to go check out the GM shuffle this week uh two episodes dropping every single week we did we had a good conversation stormy today we got your boy we got a little bit of twitty femi out today you know like see you don't have two personalities you're kind of the same twitter and on air you're Mm -hmm. the same where femi you know, on the show, he's a little softer and reserved. But Twitter now, Twitter, oh, Femi sticks that chest out on Twitter now. Oh, boy. You got to watch out on Twitter. You don't want to mess with Twitter, Femi, now. He's, you know, he's so. But today, and I tried to ask him to defend his boy, Kyler Murray. You know, he said to Sean Watson, excuse me, uh, when Hopkins made that commentary about how he wants a quarterback who works hard, all those things, Femi just said that was just a just a random example of what he's looking for. But yet. Why would they have to put that in his contract? Uh, he couldn't defend him. I mean, he, well, we'll see how people think it turned you out. You crack me up, though. Femi's boy, Kyler Murray, he's got a Tua jersey he, in the background. Justin Fields is going to win the Super Bowl. You have no idea how busy his law firm is. He's got Justin <laughs> Fields in there. You know, he's so got, good. you know, he loves Kyler. And now he's, I think he's lukewarm on Kyler. I wore him down today a little bit, but. You know, he's got that going for him. You know, he just, he he loves, he's the man of the people. He loves, you know, and I, I'm trying to move him from thinking like a fan to thinking like a, an executive. Think like, you know, this is not how we would do it. There you go. And I love uh, Mayor of Munchkin land as well. You know, we got to make sure that we keep the nicknames going on oh, this absolutely. program as always. <laughs> but okay, Michael. So final yes. thoughts tonight for you as far as this Miami Heat Celtics game goes. You're going to listen to Barkley and the boys in the pregame. Are they going to sway you off of the way that you already feel about tonight, or what do you like? Well, I'm rooting for the Heat. Let, let me put that out there. I'm a Heat guy. I, I love the Heat's culture. I love Spolstra. Uh, I love Jimmy Butler. I just think they've run out of gas. I just think it's just not – they just don't have enough to get them over the hump. I thought, to me, the most telling thing about the last game 
was as well as they tried to play and had a chance to win, they didn't play very well. And the only thing that holds me back is Boston, you know, has a, has an inability to really close that killer instinct. Now, they're going to face a more formidable challenge than they did against the 76ers, who couldn't wait to retreat. I mean, once they, once they got punched in the mouth, Philadelphia couldn't wait to retreat. That won't be Miami tonight. But I do like Boston because I do think Boston has kind of come together. And let's face it, the reason this is the first time in a series that a number that that it's gone from 3-0 to 3-3 and the the team that was down 0-3 hosted is because this has been a backward series mm-hmm. because Boston had no business losing one of those two first games. They should have never lost one of those two and they let it slip away. I don't think they'll let this one slip away. Yes, it's a historically very very unique situation because the Boston Celtics were one of the best teams in the NBA throughout the course of the regular season had the best point differential taking on a Miami Heat team that was one of the worst scoring teams and barely even made the whole postseason field almost lost to the Chicago Bulls and we might not even have seen the storybook that we've had with them beating the Milwaukee Bucks beating the Knicks and getting to this point the thing that concerns me against my, about Miami and I am rooting for the Heat as well I have those series tickets that I am holding out hope for tonight is the Jimmy Butler situation in general. He hasn't really looked himself. And I don't know if that means that he's a little bit tired or if he's still just dinged up from the injury that he sustained earlier in the playoffs. I'm not sure what it is, but you need playoff Jimmy Buckets Butler to get off to a hot start and hold it throughout and really carry this team if they're going to have a chance to win this critical game seven. This was uh, Celtics minus eight and a half. We're seeing it now seven and a half, seven. The total also has come down from the opener 206 and a half to 203 and a half. Michael and I both do lean over in this game. I actually placed the bet earlier during a commercial break. I was hoping that it was going to get lower than that, but TG said fire away. So I had to listen to my guy. Speaking of which, Thomas Gable is also where we're going to drive our pro tip of the hour today, Michael. So thanks to him for always giving us great information. And it's as it pertains to the futures conversation with the NBA postseason, the Nuggets, they're going to have a significant rest advantage. 10, 11 days coming off of that sweep of the Lakers, regardless of who they face in the finals, the Heat or Celtics game one coming up this Thursday. So if you're looking to bet Denver to win the finals, try to make the wager as close as um, to the opening number as possible because people are just going to jump on that number right away. So if you want Denver with the rest advantage, make that bet later on tonight as soon as it becomes available. Right, and let's transition. Okay, five and a half is a, five and a half is the line, the total for the game. Or would no. you bet that over in the hockey? And I know you're going to take. The, I know you're on the night, so I know that. Yes, I am on the Knights at a plus money price tonight in a critical game six in Dallas. I kind of lean about the under. Line? So puck lines, I'm not doing that in this series because three of the games have gone to overtime, Michael. So I feel like this could be another closely contested one. I, I have a hard time trusting the regulation lines, trusting the puck lines in this series. The total, I lean under just because Dallas has forechecked really well. Jake Ottinger has become, uh, you know, more close to himself. I feel like we've seen this past game. I just don't really feel confident in the Golden Knights tonight. And it's frustrating me a little bit because they have played well on the road here in the postseason, but the Dallas Stars get Jamie Benn back tonight. And they've had other guys stepping up. Jason Robertson, who didn't score a single goal in their series against the Kraken. He's got five this set. He's really come alive. What I need, though, is a Jack Eichel goal, Michael. 
And so I do have a bet here for Jack Eichel, anytime goal, plus 140. He had five goals in the first 10 games of the postseason for the Golden Knights, and he has been unable to get anything in the back of the net here in this series, despite leading all players in shots on goal. So Jack Eichel, do something for me tonight and help lead this Golden Knights team to a win so that I can stop stressing out. That would be great. Thank you. Please and thank you. How about the crowd at Dallas? What is that It'll like as it relates to hockey crowds? It's, I mean, it's not the same as T-Mobile Arena. T-Mobile's just got a very, very different type of venue. Yeah. But Dallas fans, I think because as the team has gathered momentum, they're going to come out and be firing as well tonight. They're a fun fan base, but... I don't think that home ice advantage means as much right now for whatever reason. This postseason's been yeah. a little bit weird in the NHL. Um, that's it for us today, Michael. Thanks for hanging out Thank as always. Stormy. Great, great NFL offseason conversation. That's a wrap Thank for today. Thank you, my friend. That's a wrap for today's edition of the Lombardi Line, though. Good luck with your bets, everybody. Have a great Memorial Day. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.